Ladies and gentlemen, fourth and trollers, welcome back to fourth and troll fantasy, the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. I'm Noah Selby, and I'm Wes Selby, and we are back for season two. We're back for season two, Wes. Oh my god! What do you think? I so I'm thinking so much, dude. I don't even know where to begin. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I've been waiting, yeah. waiting since our last episode for this. This is wonderful. I know. It's been it's been a long time. We are so grateful for you guys hanging with us as we just had a little bit of an off season, just as the NFL has an off season. We uh we wanted to take some time, take a little break, but we were eager to get back to the fourth and trollers. Uh we got some news though. Because if you are joining us on a certain platform, you're recognizing already that things are a little bit different. That's right. If you are a YouTube listener, you're seeing our pearly whites right now. You're seeing our pearly whites. You're seeing our faces. We are now a full-on video podcast on YouTube. Uh, we, we decided, you know, we, we got some feedback. And we, and we wanted to make a video podcast a, uh, a, a top priority uh, for the fourth and trollers. We had a lot of people saying, hey, you know, we love watching video podcasts. We love watching, you know, shows on YouTube, stuff like that. And so we decided, you know what, let's go ahead and just jump into a video format. So obviously we are still on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, but also you can catch us on YouTube. And look at us while we do it. It's it, it's, it's a fun time. And, uh, and honestly, this is made possible by you guys. And so uh, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us last year. I hope you're going to join us this year for you know, the season, help you get some fantasy championships uh, and, and everything as we go about, you know, like, subscribe, leave a comment below, share the video uh, if you are watching on YouTube. Uh, and, and, and we love it, you know, but um, yeah, you know, formalities out of the way. Wes, we're back for season two, dude. First of all, great job. Great job with all of that. That that felt Thanks. like this is real. It's felt surreal. Yeah getting to this point and now it is real no more sir um i'm great i am so excited this is so much fun having a camera um it's probably it probably makes sense you can probably infer this as well but i mean no and i didn't see each other all last season so this was all just kind of an an aural a-u-r-a-l experience just listening to each other now we get to see each other this is so wonderful so exciting um one really exciting thing for this entire season that I haven't even told Noah yet because I wanted to wait for right now. So we have a fan who is starting his first fantasy football league this year. He just joined it and he told me he is exclusively following fourth and troll fantasy advice oh, all oh. the way through. So we are going to have actual concrete proof and evidence on how our opinions and takes and data will work. Yes. And I would love for this season that we keep an eye on how he does, what his record is here and there. I'm very looking forward to seeing how he, how he does. Um, but yeah. overall I'm great. I'm pumped. I'm loving this. I mean, I've been going crazy doing research and following the news just to finally talk about it with other people. Noah, how are you? I'm good. I'm I'm really good, man. Real quick, what's it? What's our fan's name? Jared. Jared. Ready for a last place finish, baby. But nowhere to go but no! up. Here we go. Here we go. No! The, cha last the champions. Place finish. 
That's no. Or, or a championship. It's one or the other. There's going to be We're no in between. We're a fantasy podcast. Be... Oh. Right. First place finish, Jared. Thank First you. place finish. Yeah. There First you go. Place. First place finish. Get some confidence for um, him. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm so Lord. good. I'm I'm so excited. Uh, this is, you know, we have been doing far too many mock drafts already. Um, you know, just just doing research and and the numbers and the maths and uh, and and all the things to get ready for season two of Fourth and Troll Fantasy, which is super exciting. We are going to be underway. Uh, listen, a lot of stuff's happened. A lot of stuff has happened this off season already in the NFL and it almost feels like a lot of stuff happened in like a week and then nothing else has (laughs) happened outside of that one week so that one week was crazy it was awesome we're going to talk about a lot of it uh today in this episode um but let's 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 jump to current day real quick because there are some things to talk about um just in pertaining to Right now, NFL news, things we need to talk about, literally up to the day, the stuff we need to talk about. So, Wes, let's let's have a discussion here. What's What's been going on very recently in the league, in the NFL, in fantasy? Need to know. Let's, let's hit it. Let's go. Yeah, the first thing was yesterday. Uh, this is huge in NFL history. Jalen Hurts got paid big. And by big, yeah. this is like literally the biggest of the bigs in getting paid. Highest contract in history, earning $51 million a year, $255 million contract. This for us just pertains to the fantasy football world that hurts us here to stay. They have confidence. This wasn't a fluke. This wasn't a one-hit wonder Cam Newton season, you know, where he had the MVP in 2015 lost Super Bowl, and then just this gives me confidence that Hurts is going to continue to be great. The team believes in him. I'm very excited for him. So that's literally yesterday's update. Uh, There's a couple of the running backs. The last updates here for running backs that are likely not going to be on their team in this upcoming season. The first one is Austin Eckler, who a lot of you probably already know has uh, asked to be traded because the Chargers just couldn't figure out whether it was they stopped trying to negotiate with him, they didn't want to give him the contract, whatever it was. Uh, It's kind of hostile right now between Austin Meckler and the Chargers. And the funny thing is, if he doesn't get traded, he's going to have to play there. He's going to have to stay there with the Chargers and finish the season out. Yeah, if I'm being honest, I actually think this is the most likely scenario. I actually think he goes back to L.A. I think the thing is, uh, he wants a big contract extension. He's also turning 29 this year. He's also a little bit smaller. He's also very good at football. So, all things considered. um, But I think the Chargers went, yeah, we're not going to pay you that much money. So, sure. Go see what the market's like for you. Go Go see what you can get. You know, that sort of thing. Um, and, and, and I've actually heard little inklings of him saying, you know, he's, he's not going to, he's not going to hold out. He's not going to pull like a levy on bell. He's not Austin. Echo's a great dude. He's a great dude. He, and he, and he loves the, he loves chargers fans. He loves the, the team. He just feels that he's got some, some value to give. And so he was like, you know what? Let me see what's out there. I don't think anything's out there. I don't think anybody wants to give a big extension to a 29 year old running back who, uh, they'd have to give like. 90 plus targets to to like be super effective for their team uh 
and so I I think he comes back. I think he plays for the Chargers this year, and then and then he's a free agent, and he can see and 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 you know maybe does enough to get himself in one more good contract in the league. But um, yeah, I, I think we'll see Austin Eckler in a Chargers uniform this year. I, I, that's my guess. Uh, do you have a prediction? I think that's probably well. I think that is the actual scenario as well. That's my prediction too. Yeah. But I, I think for Eckler's career in this season. Eckler's best case scenario for fantasy is to stay in in LA because oh, of the yeah. acquisition of Kellen Moore with her as their offensive coordinator, who is so pass heavy. I, I think this is going to be fantastic in helping with that to continue to get Eckler targets. And the Chargers have a great offense. So I think this helps him if right. he stays there. It helps us. That's what I'll say. It helps us yeah. if he stays there. It helps there. fantasy owners. Yeah, I don't exactly. know about him, but I, I, that's going to be probably the next couple of weeks. We'll figure out if there's any kind of movement yeah, we'll there. Yeah, we'll talk so, about it for sure. Last two running backs to look at here. Dalvin Cook is very unlikely. It is unlikely he's going to stay in Minnesota. So for the Vikings yeah. fans, our hearts go out to you. And for whoever gets him, congratulations, because I think he's very talented. But the reason is there's just not enough cap space. Maybe it's just contract negotiations. Maybe they just want to build more to the future. It's not enti- like pinpoint clear what it is, but there is something that is kind of interesting. He may not be traded. He may just be cut. And Dalvin yeah. Cook could just be there for any team. And I'll ask now, Noah, does it matter where he goes for who you if you draft him? I mean, uh, yes, it does matter. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like if like if he goes to like the Titans or the Giants, I'm gonna be like, well, well, <laughs> right. might not go that route there, but. Um, no, I, I think it ma- it matters a little bit. I mean, I listen. We've we've never um, shied away from sharing our fanhood, and the, I think the team that Dalvin Cook is most uh, closely linked to right now is the Miami Dolphins. There's been a lot of talk. The Dolphins were in trade talks with the Vikings when free agency started, and they didn't land anywhere on it. So, if he becomes a free agent, why wouldn't I? I think they'd probably give a call. They they give a call. I did see actually today that um his agent drew rosenhaus said that <laughs> he, he literally came and said he said the miami dolphins can't pay him what he's gonna be worth because of the cap oh. space um <laughs> i'm you know delvin cook's from Broward county he's from florida he's from miami so i'm wondering if we'll take a hometown discount and uh you would know and, that and, and no state taxes to maybe uh Maybe come play for a team. A lot of a lot of stars have been wanting to come to Miami. They think the window's open there. So, um, but I I think it's likely that he doesn't. He isn't on the Vikings this this year. I think uh, he's they they paid Alexander Madison real money to not not just backup money like real money to come to come back. Alexander Madison was testing the field and seeing, and I was really excited for him to go somewhere else to see what that backfield would look like. And now he's gone back to Minnesota on a real contract on like, not just backup money. So I think he, I think Dalvin cook probably gets cut. I think, I think they save some cap space. I think he gets cut and it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I'm not entirely sure Miami would be great, uh, but wherever he goes, he's going to make an impact. So he's still going to be, you know, you know, maybe he's a little older and he's a borderline RB one, maybe a high end RB two. Um, but, He's he's still going to be a really solid player in fantasy. So definitely keep your eye on wherever he goes, and we'll be talking about it whenever it happens. He did have uh, more down weeks than I think we expected last season, so I think that does kind of give some hesitation for Dalvin Cook uh, potential owners. 
Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. What's funny about that is that is that it was like, man, he's had a lot of down weeks. I'm not really sure why. And then it's like, oh, because he played a full season. That's why. Like we saw, like he had a full season oh. of play. Like that's what. <laughs> like, oh, I get it. He he played 17 games. Therefore, he had more weeks. Therefore, he had more potential for down weeks. Therefore, he had more down weeks. Oh, okay, makes sense. Cool. Right. The probability so, chart increased. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Exactly. So, yeah, last thing for Dalvin Cook is that when anybody mentions that they're expecting to cut a player, but they'd like to trade him, that player's getting cut. Nobody's going to try to make a trade. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's GMs aren't better, are smarter than that. But I will say what's interesting, the last part of this, is that Alexander Madison's probably been the favorite handcuff running back in fantasy for yeah. a few years now. So for him to potentially be the lead back is going to be very interesting, especially trying to figure out where Dalvin Cook goes. If Alexander Madison is an Austin Eckler, actually, who was Melvin Gordon's backup when Gordon held out and Eckler took over, maybe there's some kind of dynamic that or dynamic that's similar. Maybe the Tony Pollard will figure out what's going on there. Last one here. Derrick Henry is technically on the trade block right now. The Titans are shopping him around. Nobody has made that full offer just yet. But the signs right now, there's a good assumption and speculation that he's probably going to be traded draft night or maybe the night before, something like that, because the Titans really need to rebuild. There's an opportunity to try to jump up in the draft. Uh, Just kind of predicting some ideas here. But Derrick Henry, who has been really great, had kind of a downfall last year, something that you were talking about uh, last season, Noah. And he is older than Austin Eckler. And he needs to be a workhorse to get really strong numbers in fantasy and kind of only does really well against the AFC South. So if he's playing against a yeah. ton of different opponents, I mean, if he goes somewhere else, I'm more hesitant to draft him. How do you feel? Yeah, I, I definitely am hesitant. It's it, it, Listen, don't get me wrong. He is a freak of an athlete. He is incredible. He's very, very good at football. I don't think he's a product entirely of his situation, but I mean... He gets a lot he, he gets a lot of touches like more than almost any running back and like yep. ha- more than half of his production each season comes in comes in six games against his AFC South rivals. So it's 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 not that he is you know we've seen him have incredible games against not AFC South teams. The the, the Bills on primetime 2 years ago, obviously we remember that. We remember the give the from the season that he got hurt after eight games uh, that week two or week three against Seattle when he just turned into literally the incredible Hulk and just and yep. was there in Seattle and, you know, just absolutely demolished. You know, it, it, he's not, it doesn't just come from his AFC South opponents, but it's worth noting. And, and I'm not, I'm not leading the caravan on the Derrick Henry is overrated or washed or whatever, but I am gonna. I am gonna be really cautious, depending on if he is a Titan this year or not. Uh, and we, as we remember from last year, the Titans, I guess, enjoy trading away their star players around the draft or on draft night. <laughs> um, so maybe that'll happen again. Uh, maybe we'll see. I think you know Titans fans would be calling for the GM's head if it did. But uh, you know, we'll see the kind of haul that they may be able to get in return. I'm not really sure. So, um, yeah, Derrick Henry's gonna be really interesting. Not really sure what to think about it right now. Obviously, a mon- uh, situation we're going to be monitoring. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. It adds to hesitation. I think it really does uh, 
certainly depend much more than Dalvin Cook in my in my yeah. estimation where Henry yeah. goes for this season. But that's pretty much it for the news. I know a lot has happened with coaches being hired, coaches being fired, GMs and such. We're going to dive in to a good portion of these offseason moves together, Noah and I will. And we're going to start out here with what has kind of been the headline every single day since, I don't know, mid-March, something like that. We're going to go under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers is going to New York and will be a Jet. Maybe he's wearing number 12. Maybe he and Namath figure that out. I'm not sure. But let's just talk about what happens with this Jets offense, Noah, with Aaron Rodgers instead of Zach Wilson under center. And let's kind of talk about what the Packers offense looks like because they had some up-and-coming rookie wide receivers, some young guys starting to make a difference, and what this does for Aaron Jones. I'll let you take the charge on this. Sure. I'll start with the Packers offense and how they're going to look, uh, and that's going to be bad. It's going to oh. be bad. They're not going to look good. Uh, I, 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 you know, Christian Watson is promising. Romeo Dobbs had a, had a couple good showings. Uh, Aaron Jones is getting a little bit older. Uh, obviously, A.J. Dillon is a young talent there in the backfield, but I don't expect this Jordan Love-led offense to produce very many fantasy studs. Um, I think – I haven't done all my rankings yet. I think Christian Watson probably falls in the wide receiver three flex range. Um, I don't, I'm not entirely sure where I'm going to have Aaron Jones at. Um, but Packers offense, I think it's easy. I, I'm not a huge fan of any of those players, really. Uh, we'll watch and see what they do in the draft. You know, there's been some things that they've talked about. Um, you know, maybe a tight end gets added. Maybe that's maybe worth an ad. We'll see. Um, but the Packers offense, I'm not super, super excited about. Now, the Jets offense, on the other hand, oh, I was on record last season and said, I really do think the Jets are a quarterback away from being serious contenders. Their defense is one of the best young defenses in the league. So that's, in and of itself, a great thing to have, whether you have a quarterback or not, you know, their quarterback situation was so poor and they still won seven games last year. And a lot of that was because of the defense. So they, the defense is great. Defense is great. We've established that. Now what will happen to Garrett Wilson? If he gets someone not named Joe Flacco or Mike white or Zach Wilson, (laughs) throwing him the ball. This is Garrett Wilson, offensive rookie of the year, over a thousand yard receiver. Um, the potential is untapped. It's ridiculous. Garrett Wilson, you know, I haven't penciled it in as for sure because obviously this hasn't happened. This trade hasn't happened. We're assuming it happens. Um, But Garrett Wilson will probably break into wide receiver one range once this is locked in for sure. He's already one of the best young receivers in the league. And now you add a two-time MVP, a back-to-back MVP. I believe it actually he won MVP once before in his career, correct, Wes? Rodgers? Rodgers, a three-time MVP. Yeah, he might. He's either three or four, but he's yeah. won a so number a of them. Recent back-to-back MVP. Um, man, this offense is crazy. Brees Hall coming back from an injury, running backs coming back from an ACL injury. Not always. Not always their best form in year one back, but year two, definitely they come back. So whether Rodgers plays one year, two years, whatever, I still think Brees Hall is going to be great. Um, yeah, this Jets offense is going to be 
wild if if they uh if they get Aaron Rodgers slash when they get Aaron Rodgers. All sides have said <laughs> it's happening. Rodgers said it's happening. Right. The Jets say it's happening. The Packers say it's happening. It hasn't happened. So we'll we'll see yeah. what happens here. But the the Brees Hall situation is what I'm most excited about because I think it makes sense for all eyes to lock into Garrett Wilson and how well he did with all of those quarterbacks and proving that he can succeed with literally anybody. And even though uh, one of the things that I mentioned was how much worse his stats are with Zach Wilson compared to Joe Flacco and even Mike White. But that's not, I mean, that's obvious. Everyone, I mean, that's everybody's effect with Zach Wilson. So that's not news to me. Um, It's Brees Hall who was... The the Jets had locked in about halfway through the season the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year. And all that happened was it switched from Brees Hall to Garrett Wilson. I mean, they had yeah. an unbelievable draft last year. And I think with Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't think he's washed. I think it was just a bad situation without a great wide receiver when they lost Devontae Adams. Of course, the Packers took a hit. Not everyone is Patrick Mahomes. Who can just right. do everything without Tyreek Hill? It's it's yeah. completely Throwing different. In, yeah, Marquez Valdez Scantling. I, if I'm not mistaken, Noah, didn't you get a touchdown in the Super Bowl? I did. Yeah, I did. I guess I, I think everybody in Arizona, and so he, uh, yeah, he yeah. launched one, and I was there. Right, because you was there uh, in Arizona. Great. Yeah. yeah, I hit the so I congratulations hit the leg with Travis Kelsey as well, and. Right. Uh, you came time, over and we did we did the gritty together, just yeah. you and I on the stands. Yeah. 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 Um, but point being, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, I think, really does elevate with confidence the Jets offense. And for the record, Rodgers does have four MVPs, including the Super Bowl MVP. So right. this is a huge step up. This is the greatest the most decorated player of to ever put on the Jets uniform. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be big. It's going to be really big for this team. Another quarterback we need to talk about because this offseason carried a lot of uncertainty with this player, maybe up until recently, is Lamar Jackson. And what are we doing with Lamar Jackson? What happens with Lamar Jackson? Never managed to get the contract extension done with the Ravens. They placed a non-exclusive franchise tag on him, which allows him to play the field, see what can happen if he gets an offer. The Ravens have a chance to match it. If they choose not to match it, that team has to send two first-round picks to the Ravens in exchange for Lamar Jackson, and they sign him. What's going to happen here? And uh, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of uncertainty up until maybe about this past week because the Baltimore Ravens decided to spend $15 million with a chance to spend $18 million on 30-year-old two-time ACL tear wide receiver <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr., and on the day that that was announced, Lamar Jackson posted a screenshot on his Instagram of him and Odell Beckham Jr. on a FaceTime call together, leading people to believe the Baltimore Ravens are going to go ahead and retain Deshaun, or sorry, not Deshaun Jackson, Lamar Jackson, um, and go ahead. Well, while they're signing old washed-up wide receivers, might as well try to sign Deshaun Jackson. Jackson too. was on the team last year, so yeah, exactly. You, you weren't in that contract, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but. I mean that that's at least where I'm at. Here's what I'm thinking is is this Odell signing was them kind of giving, you know, hey Lamar, we're gonna give you who you want. We're gonna give you who you want here. Lamar Jackson was on the record trying to recruit Odell Beckham Jr. to the team last season while Odell Beckham was, you know, visiting some teams and had a chance to sign. Um 
that's what that's what I think. I think Lamar Jackson does end up staying in Baltimore. I think they figure something out. And as far as like the offense and how the passing game is going to go, um, their new offensive coordinator is extremely pass heavy, uh, and so. I think they're going to pass more. I think Mark Andrews is still the top target. I think then it goes to Odell Beckham Jr. And then I think Rashad Bateman is underneath that. So that's my thought on the Baltimore situation. I, I, I think when we were thinking and planning this episode, we thought there was going to be a lot more question and conversation, but we got some clarity last week. But Wes, what are you thinking just real quick before we move on? I think the Ravens have done a really, I think the the, the GM and the front office there in Baltimore it was very tactful and and very meticulous in the way they handled Lamar Jackson because they obviously want him they've been very outspoken at wanting him and I think by acquiring OBJ it does add leverage for the Ravens to say hey look this is the yeah. guy you wanted and we want you to stay there's no question or or, or uncertainty on that. I, I think as far as fantasy, what this does with OBJ is that it gives a primary wide receiver to help out Mark Andrews, and it yeah. also allows more opportunity. I, I think, in a strange way, this probably helps the running game. This might help out J.K. Dobbins. This might help out Lamar Jackson's rushing yards uh, in, in, in an ironic sense because you think adding wide receiver, this doesn't help. Think about Josh Allen. And how great he is yeah. with his legs. You think about Mahomes. Mahomes is really sneakily good on the run. Jalen Hurts, obviously. They all have really great wide receivers and have a clear passing threat on that team. It's Stefan Diggs, or it's Travis Kelsey, or it's A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. They have these great wide receivers. So maybe OBJ is washed up. We'll find out. But I'm willing to take Lamar Jackson regardless I don't think this really changes. I mean, personally for me, this doesn't do much for Lamar Jackson, whether or not I'm going to take him, because I still want him. So even if he yeah. does end up in Atlanta or Washington or Indianapolis or Tennessee or some random other team, New England, I think Lamar Jackson is still a bona fide fantasy superstar. That doesn't change anything. OBJ is probably an intriguing, I don't know, seventh, eighth round pick. Maybe yeah, like like a wide receiver three or flex play maybe, but with wonderful upside, but not yeah. I mean, low risk, high reward. I think Rashad Bateman probably benefited the most <laughs> in all of this. Yeah, probably is probably he doesn't have to take all this. Maybe Mark Andrews finally gets back to shape. That's kind of yeah. my take. For me, overall, it doesn't matter where Lamar Jackson goes. We talk about Eckler. It does kind of depend. Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. Literally nothing will change for me whether I take Lamar Jackson because he's just so sure. dang good. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely agree. Lamar Jackson is still a MVP quarterback, and he's young. He's very good, and he's done all this with minimal weapons. So maybe we give him another weapon. We see what happens. Uh, I think, I think there's only opportunities to improve. Uh, which is crazy to talk about when it comes to Lamar Jackson. So um, those are two big things that kind of dominated the offseason here, Wes. Let's talk about just some of these other other offseason moves to go over. I've got, listen, Wes, I've got a favorite and a least favorite, and I'm going to do a little bit of a deep dive on these two, if that's okay with you. Let me know what you think. Yes, that's okay with me. Thank you, Wes. I appreciate it. You're welcome, it. Noah. Okay, so my we spent favorite. spent all offseason learning on communication. That's what Noah and I did. Yeah, Wes and I didn't actually talk 
over the we only talk on the podcast. So <laughs> That's right. We don't. Yeah, we don't talk. We don't hang out. We don't do anything. So it's my first time seeing his face ever. Yeah. What have you been up it's to? It's a face reveal. What have I been up to? Yeah. yeah what have you been oh. up to? Um, same as your hat there. Went went to a concert. Oh yeah, yeah. we went and saw John Mayer in the off season. That was fun. A little bit, yeah. of, a little bit of JM solo. Uh, and that was, was it. it was, so the concert was two and a half months long. It was him playing every single song he's ever written on his guitar, and then making up songs on the spot. In. Yeah, he was gonna say he locked us in the arena and um, and just made us uh, sit there while he finished an album. So yeah, it sounds great, guys, and uh, <laughs> get, get to lo- get to looking forward to it. But um, yeah, set the date. All right, here here we go. I'm gonna jump into my favorite <laughs> off season move, Wes. And my okay. favorite offseason move so far is David Montgomery to the Detroit Lions. David Montgomery signed a contract with the Detroit Lions, a three-year, $18 million contract, with $11 million guaranteed in that contract. Here's why this is my favorite move, Wes. David Montgomery has been a has been has been a solid running back in fantasy. And in the league, despite playing behind a stinky, poopy, diaper butt O-line in Chicago for his entire career. His entire career, it's, it, he has had a really, really bad offensive line. And he's still been in that really kind of like that RB2, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe high-end RB3 flex play kind of conversation for his career. He's always put up decent numbers. Now... He's going to be filling this Jamal Williams role. And as we remember, Jamal Williams was quite efficient and good in fantasy. And and we obviously made a joke about it because, you know, we were like, oh, yeah, Jamal Williams, RB1, up-and-coming RB1. <laughs> and then he just kept scoring touchdowns. And we were like, oh, this isn't a joke anymore. He's actually an RB1. <laughs> like, this is, okay, well, we can't make a joke anymore. But. David Montgomery is going to be filling this Jamal Williams role. The, the Lions offered a contract to Jamal Williams. He said, no, I don't feel like they're they're valuing me high enough. And so they went, okay, we'll offer the same contract to somebody that we also really like and we want to have in this role. And that was that was David Montgomery. And he and you know Jamal Williams ended up signing for less money with the New Orleans Saints. So I'm not really sure, not really sure what happened here. But um, here's why I'm excited about David Montgomery is because he's filling this Jamal Williams role. Jamal Williams, Wes, I don't know if you know this. Jamal Williams had 45 carries inside the 10-yard line last season. Oh, I like that. 16, I like that. 16 more <laughs> rushes and carries than any other running back. 45 carries inside the 10-yard line. He had, he had 16 red zone touchdowns last year. 16! It's insane, and, and and this is what David Montgomery's role is going to be. He David Montgomery, the second highest running back contract this offseason. If you like to follow the money, there you go. Like he 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 got the really good contract. He's going from he's going from a bottom offensive line, bottom five zero line to the number two offensive line in the league, and the number four scoring offense in the league. Um, they, he is going to have a serious role. Um, and it's, and it's going to be, it's going to be legitimate. And, and I honestly think David Montgomery really can come into this solid, like borderline RB one role this season. It, it may be a top 12 guy. 
just based off the situation he's going to be in. Now, Wes, in the past you've been a you've been a bit of a DeAndre Swift truther or believer. You, you like DeAndre on. Swift. Yeah. You've held on, and here's the thing. I think Detroit knows that DeAndre Swift isn't necessarily a high volume guy. He kind of avoids contact. He 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 goes out of bounds. You know, if we watch Hard Knocks, we saw their running backs coach Deuce Staley last year, kind of be like, "Hey, turn up field, like go forward, like don't go out of bounds." Um, <laughs> and personally, I don't think that. Dan Campbell's camp likes how DeAndre Swift plays. Dan Campbell and his coaching staff did not draft DeAndre Swift. I think they want a physical guy to lead the backfield, and I do think that's going to be David Montgomery. Now, that's not to say that DeAndre Swift can't still be an RB2 or like a flex option. In fact, DeAndre Swift in games with 15 or fewer touches last season averaged 11.8 fantasy points per game, which would have been tied for 15th amongst all running backs. So he still can be this guy who, you know, maybe some weeks he's going to dud out, but maybe some weeks he's going to have a 25-point week. DeAndre Swift is explosive, and he can, you know, if he gets, you know, eight carries and four receptions, like he could still get you like a 16, 17-point week like he's done in the past. But David Montgomery is going to take over this backfield, I believe, this season. And 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 I really love this move, and I will be drafting a lot of David Montgomery in redraft this season. I'm very, very excited about it. That's my favorite offseason move. Wes, what do, you, what do you think? Tell me why I'm right or why I'm wrong. Jared, I hope you're listening. Keep your ears Oh, beautiful. yes, Jared. Jared is going to be our the name for our audience. We're going to switch from yeah. trollers to Jared. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Fourth Jared. And Jared. Appreciate it. Yeah, Fourth, Fourth and Jared. Jared. We're going to rebrand. Uh, first of all, side note, I didn't know Deuce Staley was the running backs coach there in Detroit. He was a freaking he beast. Was. He was a – he's kind of like a – He's somewhere else now, but yeah. Oh, is he? Okay, because he was like a Mark Ingram, short, stout, yeah. bo- bowling ball kind of back. So I understand you know, that kind of uh, response to DeAndre Swift. And speaking of Swift, I, I think that you can compare the two. I, let me say, I think you're right. And I'm going to – give my consensus on this is because I think you can easily look at Montgomery and Swift as a very comparable thunder lightning duo. I think they're going to have a lot of split backfield opportunities, much like Jamal Williams did with Swift. And I don't think we need to worry too much about who's getting more opportunities because I think it is clear that when they get inside the 10, just as you gave the statistic about with Williams, they're going to need to give it to a head down back. And that is clearly not Swift. And that may not be a fault but as you said, that's not really the Dan Campbell playing style. They're going to want to be more gritty. He, I mean, Campbell has talked about the leg joints a lot with knees and ankles. I mean, he's trying to destroy ligaments when he's playing football. Yeah. Biting ankles and breaking kneecaps. Bite, yeah, bites you in the kneecap on our way down. Yeah, like, and like, you oh. get knocked down, get back up. All right, great. Yeah. Montgomery is more of that than Swift is. I, I don't right. think it's a bad pick to take DeAndre Swift. I don't think he is a round two player anymore. I don't think he's a round yeah. two ADP back anymore. Uh, I think he could. He, his upside does have that round three. I wouldn't take him there, especially with David Montgomery, who I think does have proof to be a round three running back. I just said 15th in, in points or whatever you, the statistic was. Yeah, I like it. I think Montgomery is in a great opportunity, especially because they have a lot of offensive weapons just in general. Yeah. that it, They don't need to give it 
to him over and over again to succeed. So, yes, I, I think this is exciting as well. Great. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, ready? You're well, welcome. Uh, here's, my le- here's my least favorite offseason move, and this one's, this one's painful. Because if you listened to us last season, you know you're going to understand. My least favorite offseason move this offseason is Dalton Schultz to the Houston Texans on a one-year, just over $6 million deal, $6 million guaranteed, $4.5 million signing bonus. Listen, I love Dalton Schultz with everything in my being, and I was really hoping the Cowboys were going to re-sign him when they cut Zeke. thought they were going to make a little bit of room. They are going to bring him back. His career is going to die in Houston, and <laughs> I'm really, really sad about it. I'm really, really disappointed. Dalton Schultz is entirely a product of his situation. In college, Dalton Schultz didn't do, like, anything. He wasn't really any big player, any high prospect, anything. He did not do anything in college. He came to the Cowboys, and really what happened was that this was a – this really was a product of – when Dak Prescott got hurt and came back from injury in 2021 – um, Don Schultz had his had his kind of breakout, but we're going to take a look at this because in weeks two through six last year, when Dak Prescott was out, Don Schultz had a total of two receptions. Granted, he didn't play a couple of games in there, but there was multiple, at least three games in that period that he played, and he had two catches while Dak Prescott was out, and Cooper Rush was doing his Cooper Rush thing. Okay, so there's that in week. Eight in 2021 without Dak Prescott. So we're just going one game without Dak. This was 2021 was, De- was Dalton Schultz's breakout. One game without Dak in 2021. Dalton Schultz's worst game of the season with just two catches for 11 yards. Now, in 2020, before Dak got hurt in week five, that nasty leg injury we all remember. In 2020, through four weeks, Dalton Schultz had 18 receptions, 219 yards, and two touchdowns. He was the tight end six at the time, and he was on pace to finish as the tight end three. 18 receptions, 219 yards, and two touchdowns. Instead, with no Dak Prescott the rest of the season, he finished with just 63 catches. That's less than four catches a game. 615 yards. That's less than 400 yards the rest of the season and just two more touchdowns all season long. Finished the season with four after he already started with two. Listen, I really hope Dalton Schultz becomes a safety net for whoever is playing quarterback for the Houston Texans, whether it's a rookie, whether they stick with Davis Mills. I'm seeing weird mock drafts now that they're going to take it like a defensive player with the second overall pick, and I don't know what's going on there. Ooh. Um, but I hope he doesn't have to make himself fantasy relevant, but my true fear is that Dalton Schultz's career dies in Houston, uh, the running there, the tight end market just isn't huge anymore. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really bummed because I was really hoping he would come back to the Cowboys, but he did not. So that's my least favorite move this off season. It was kind of morbid. A little bit. Yeah. That's how uh, my feelings were feeling as morbid. It was a good word. Yeah. I, I got, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, judging you and your emotions. I, I mean, I'm justifying you. I'm, I'm validating your emotions. I just, this isn't Thanks. a, this season. You, I mean, you really think this is the entire career and longevity. If there even yeah, is longevity so. 
Dr. Schultz. That's amazing. Well, I, I, I was going to say what you already pointed out is that the opportunity for a rookie quarterback, I'm going to still assume they're going to take either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, whichever one the Panthers don't take. I, I think sure. that the rookie quarterback, if it is rookie, that does offer an opportunity for Schultz to be a safety net. And Nico Collins started to do really well towards yeah. the latter half of the season. Amari Rogers got some Mechie. traction too. Yeah, John yeah, I mean, should be back and playing this year. He was a great prospect out of college. He just, uh, you know, he had contracted, he got cancer and he couldn't play. And so he should, he, there are words and talks that he's coming back as well. So, you know, you know. You know, wow. You know. <laughs> Houston Texans getting <laughs> dumb shots. No, keep going. Anyway. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, I, yeah I, 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 I'm not quite as heartbroken as you are because I, I, I think part of this is you had Schultz. Uh, so you personally were more invested in the Schultz disappointment throughout the season and especially disappointing is that literally in the playoff game against Tampa Bay it was the real playoff game Schultz went off oh dude he, he had three touchdowns in the playoffs this year insane so yeah, I mean that incredible. alone is just absolutely infuriating but yeah, I, yeah. I I think I'm gonna stick by you I'm gonna say you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Jared and just stick with you and let's see what happens here with Dalton Schultz avoid him I buy it thanks Wes Jared I appreciate it um, listen, those are my, those are my favorites. Like we said, guys, a lot of stuff happened and we've got a lot of time this off season to talk about stuff and how things went down. Some, some notable ones real quick, just to fire off, uh, before we go and wrap it up for you, Devonte Adams has a new quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo's in Vegas. We're going to see and have to monitor how that's going to play out. Obviously Adams is one of the top wide receivers in the league. So we, we don't know or necessarily think that'll change much but that's definitely something worth noting um you know the bears traded the number one overall pick and got a haul yeah. including dj moore you know dj moore to chicago is a big thing giving justin fields his first ever really true bona fide wide receiver one we're gonna have to talk about that this offseason um you know some people got cut leonard fournette got cut rashad white a lot of us were excited about him last season gonna see if he has a year two breakout Something I'm really excited about, Calvin Ridley got reinstated to the league. This Jaguars offense is going to go nuclear. It's going to be crazy. That's going to be a fun <laughs> one to watch. And Adam Thielen got cut. What's that do to Justin Jefferson? Do all the passes go to him now? What happens? Does TJ Hawkinson skyrocket to, you know, potentially a top three tight end in fantasy? Uh, you know, is KJ Osborne step into a new situation? All things that we're going to have a ton of fun talking about this offseason. But – for now, in our first episode back for season two, that's going to go ahead and do it. We're going to wrap it up. For these off-season shows, we're going to try and keep them a little shorter for you guys. Quick little nuggets that we can talk about and have fun with. We're going to go ahead and just uh, do one video a week. We're going to do every Tuesday. We're going to drop it on Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music. And obviously, if you're looking at us right now on YouTube, we're going to go ahead and do that as well. Every Tuesday morning, talk about some big stories, talk about some of the off-season, talk about... You know, did Rogers finally get traded to the Jets? All that sort of stuff. But uh, go ahead, and if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe. If you're not watching it on YouTube, go to YouTube and like, comment, and subscribe. Let <laughs> yeah. us know. Stop listening to us faces. there. Yeah. Look at our faces. It's fun. It's fun. Look, I'm smiling. 
Look, you can see it. It's fun. <laughs> go ahead. Go that. to YouTube. Fun time. Uh, tell us in the comments what you think. What you're thinking. Are we Are we crazy for thinking David Montgomery is going to take over that backfield? You know, What's going to happen? Is Dalton Schultz going to be the tight end one? We don't really know. But go ahead and let us know in the comments what you're thinking. Go ahead and make, obviously, make Tuddy the Troll smile by giving us a follow. Joining us next time. Every single Tuesday that's off-season, once we get to the season, we're going to obviously be back to every Tuesday and Friday. But for now, every single Tuesday morning, my name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been 4th and Troll Fantasy. <laughs>